0: Welcome to the Week 5 edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report's High School Football Rewind Show. My name is Wade Bates. We've got a good start to Week 5 of the high school football season in the area. And today on the show, we're going to talk to a lot of coaches about last night's games and preview a couple of big games that are coming up today. If it's your first time listening to the show, we have shows every single Wednesday and Saturday during the high school sports season. The best way to never miss an episode is to subscribe at your favorite podcasting site. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep. Report. You can also like the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report on Facebook and follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. Today on the show, we're going to check in with Dave Frizzell from Waterloo High School. Also, John Dunlavey from Marcus Ann is going to join us. Cambria Friesland's Jim Bilesmo will pay us a visit, as will Matt Kleinheinz from Marshall. Shannon Miller's Housticon squad got their first win last night. We'll get an update from him. Also, Benji Camrath from Watertown joins us. Tom Chase from Randolph. And we'll also be joined by by Cody Schultz from Fall River, Rio, and Calvin Zenz, the head football coach at Columbus. The Columbus Cardinals are playing in the alternate spring season, so we'll just get an update on what CBUS is doing here this fall to stay in football shape. With that said, let's go to the scoreboard. Cambria-Friesland after taking last week off, cruised by St. John's Northwestern Academies 34-14 yesterday in Delafield. Cade Bermania ran for a TD and caught a 50-yard pass on a fake punt from Kobe Smith. The Hilltoppers are now 3-1 on the season. They'll host second-ranked Lords Academy next Friday night. After having to cancel last Friday's game, the horicon Houston Ford football team jumped out to a 28-0 halftime lead and rolled by Dodgeland 35-7. Dan and uh, Janzuski uh, threw for four touchdowns in the win for Houston Hustakon will host unbeaten Marshall at Houston's Ford next Friday night. Dodgeland travels to Marquezan. The Marshall High School football team stayed perfect on the season with a 21-6 win at Partyville last night. Cardinals led 7-6 at the half when Craig Ward hit Connor Siegschlag on a short touchdown pass. Marshall was then able to pick up a loose ball in the second half kickoff and Ramon Campos punched it in a short time later to give the Cardinals the eight-point lead lead. Bryce Frank's 20-yard run midway through the fourth quarter put it away. Again, Marshall at 5-0 now heads to Houston's Ford next Friday night for a matchup with Houston Conn. Waterloo rallied from an 8-7 halftime deficit to defeat Marquez Ann, 28-16 on Friday night. Eugene Wolf carried the mail 25 times for 149 yards and two touchdowns in the win. Jordy Aguero also added touchdown runs of 1 and 53 yards on his way to 75 yards rushing. Hayden Quaid ran for a touchdown and threw for another in the loss for the Hornets. Waterloo rides a two-game win streak into next week's matchup at Cambridge while Marquez Ann hosts Dodgeland. That Marquez dodgeland game is a game you can watch on the DailyDodge.com video. Video stream presented by Columbus Family Dental and Ergo Bank. Reedsburg protected their home field last night with a 24 9 win over Watertown. The Goslings defense held strong most of the night, stopping the Beavers numerous times in the red zone, including a fourth and goal in the first half. Watertown's offense, though, could only muster a 38 yard field goal from kicker Brendan Fisher. At the end of the first half, and a Caleb Huff to Oliver Myers 56 yard touchdown pass, Reedsburg collected a pair of safeties as well in the victory. Watertown will host Baraboo
1: next Friday night.
0: Those are the scores from last night. The coaches are coming up next on the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report.
1: High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Wisconsin knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Wisconsin needs more high school officials. Go to HighSchoolOfficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's HighSchoolOfficials.com.
0: Let's head down to Waterloo right now where the Pirates picked up another victory, 28-16 over Mark bringing in head coach Dave Frizzell. Coach, uh, You know, Azan's still looking for their first win, but that's a darn good football team. You have to be happy with, with the victory.
2: Yeah, we were extremely uh, impressed with them on film, uh, watching them against Cambridge and against Marshall. Uh, they they were very stout on defense and, and played extremely well against those two teams. And so, uh, we were, we were expecting a very physical game, uh, a, a low scoring game. And, uh, our, our kids, obviously we, uh, we, we ground out a win, but we were down 8-7 at the end of the half. And, and we came in at halftime and talked about we were going to be the, the stronger team in the second half. And, and our kids really played well in the second half.
0: So, what was difference besides being a stronger team in the second half? Uh, what happened uh, to allow you guys to uh, to, run, to pull away and get the victory?
2: Well, I think we I think we got the ball in in our in our horses hands a little bit more. Uh, Eugene Wolf. Uh, I, I think probably at halftime he had about eight or nine carries. Uh, we had tried to do some different things offensively because we thought they would probably really be keying on him. And uh, so at halftime, we, we went in and we said, we're going to put the ball in Eugene's hands and, and see where it goes. And uh, good things have happened when the ball has been in his hands. And, and Jordi Aguero also ran the ball really well tonight. He had a 53-yard touchdown run. Um, they complement each other really well, uh, two different style backs. And and uh, so we, we got a really good running game out of those two guys in the second half. And our defense made a couple adjustments. Uh, we, we did a really nice job of stopping – uh, some of the things they were doing in the first half and and uh, they scored on the very last play of the game to to make it a little look a little closer than it was but really our defense only gave up one score.
0: You mentioned Aguero what's it like as a coach knowing when you have kind of a thunder and lightning in the backfield you have kind of that guy that's big and strong another guy that you know you know can take it to the house whenever uh what is it like as a coach knowing you, you can do a bunch of different things with your offense when you have a couple of different backs that have different maybe skill sets?
2: Yeah, it is. It's it's interesting because I, I don't think we get the ball in Jordy's hands enough. And, and really, I tried to go into the game tonight thinking I wanted to try to balance it out a little bit more. Because I know Eugene has been on film now for a couple of weeks, and I know that people are, are seeing how good of a back he is. And I, I really thought that we needed to get the ball in Jordy's hands a little bit more. But I I think it's probably best when we... When we uh, uh, get the ball in Jordy's hands just at the right opportunities. Uh, he really takes advantage of those opportunities. He's he's a shifty runner. He's he's a small guy in stature, so he gets lost in there a lot of times. And all of a sudden, he'll pop out of a, a scrum and and make a big gain. So uh, they do really complement each other well. And then you add in Blake Heupner, our quarterback, who uh, had eleven or twelve rushes tonight and and really did a nice job running the ball uh, into that mix and you kind of have a three-pronged attack there, and it's, it's, uh, it's been successful so far.
0: Coach, you got to go on the road to Cambridge next week, a team that has won the last three Capital South uh, Conference championships, and now you are meeting them in the Eastern Suburban
2: Conference. We've had three weeks in a row at home, so we actually have to get on a bus and go somewhere this week. Um, you know, Cambridge is quality. Uh, just uh, playing them last year for the first time, they do not make mistakes to beat themselves. Uh, they, they wait for you to make the big mistake. And uh, watching them on film again this year, I, I think the same thing. They're a very well-coached team, very solid fundamentally. Um, it'll be a good challenge for us because uh, we know that the, the next two weeks, Cambridge and Marshall are kind of the standards for uh, whatever the, the conference is that we're in at this point, um, and, and for us to try to get to the top of the heap those are the teams that we're going to have to compete against.
0: Waterloo gets the 28-16 victory over Marcusan. Coach Dave Frizzell, thanks for the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's move to Marcusan right now or another a tough loss for the Hornets falling at Waterloo 28-16. Uh, let's bring in Coach John Dunleavy. Coach, again, your kids battled and just came up on the wrong end of a decision.
3: Yeah, we played hard again tonight like we have been. And you know, We had an 8-7 lead at halftime and kind of feeling okay about ourselves and you know, we got worn down and missed some tackles in the second half, and they they scored on a couple big plays on us. And it just, again, we fell up short, fell short one more time. Hopefully, we can get it figured out.
0: Is it one of those cases though, Coach, where you just got to find a way to get a W, and then you know, then then things will probably snowball the other way?
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we just—it feels like we're just waiting for that bad thing to happen versus going out there and and uh, make something good happen is what we need to kind of change that mindset a little bit.
0: Coach, when you looked at the, when you when you look at film or when you looked at your defense, what have you liked there? We talked about it last, you know, two weeks prior to this one. You, you gave up single touchdowns this week. You know, you're up eight seven at the half, and then they got a couple in the second half and got some rushing yards going. But what have you liked about your defense so far in 2020?
3: I mean, for the most part, outside of tonight, I thought we've been doing a really good job of stopping the run and you know, and making teams a little more one dimensional tonight we weren't able to do that. Waterloo was able to run the ball, pass the ball, kind of whatever they needed, they could get on us. And that, you know, that's hard to play defense when you, you find yourself on your heels more often than not. So we've been playing majority of the year, fast downhill. And tonight we got caught, you know, where we weren't playing as downhill as we have been and as fast as we have been. It looked like we were almost thinking a little bit, and, you know, we're, we're a young team, a very young team where, you know, maybe, you know, you're going to have those roller coaster moments and, through some growing pains is what's happening i think
0: on the offensive side of the football what are you seeing on film there
3: uh you know again a young offensive line that's kind of learning a little bit of a new offense this year and i thought actually you know tonight though we didn't score as much we moved the ball better we moved the line of scrimmage better up front and you know we we have our third fullback in three games too as well playing for us so it's kind of been uh Mixing and matching personnel in a lot of spots, too. So we've been playing musical chairs. I feel like a hockey team, you know, a line change every game, new personnel all over the place with the, the coronavirus. But we're, we're learning the system a little bit, and it's just taking us a little time. But actually tonight, you know, I haven't watched film yet, so I can't say for certain, but I really felt like we were able to put drives again, and we just shoot ourselves in the foot. We had zero penalties. We had just as many first downs as Waterloo, but we turned the ball over three times. You know, we only had... I think, six possessions in the whole football game, and we turned it over three times, so scored two touchdowns. I mean, it's not, it wasn't all that bad of a game. Our defense was on the field all game, and we just couldn't get off the field.
0: Coach, you've had a lot of different guys carry the football this year, haven't you?
3: We have. I bet you we've had like eight or nine guys at least. I mean, maybe more, maybe double digits carry the ball. We've, just, we've had different people playing at different spots every single week with the coronavirus and guys out on quarantine. It's, it's been challenging. I'll say that for sure.
0: Well, Coach, next Friday night, Dodgeland comes to town. That's a game that will be on the DailyDodge.com video stream, and I believe on 1430 WBEV as well, presented by Columbus Family Dental and Ergo Bank. Just uh, looking forward to getting back home and uh, taking on Dodgeland.
3: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, we keep making a little bit of strides here. Maybe we can make a little bit more than a little stride next week and kind of make some good things happen next week rather than waiting for that bad thing to happen, like I like I kind of said earlier.
0: Well, Coach John Dunleavy, appreciate the time. They fall at Waterloo tonight or on Friday night to 28 to 16. Thanks for the time, and we'll be uh, chatting uh, next week as you get ready for uh, your game with Dodgeland.
3: All right, sounds good. Thanks, Wade. Moving over to Marshall
0: High School right now, the Cardinals are now five and zero on the season as they took care of business at Partyville, twenty-one to six last night. As we bring in head coach Matt Kleinheinz, uh, coach, took your team a little while to get going, but eventually was able to uh, pick up the
4: victory. Yeah, it was. Uh, Partyville did a nice job bottling up uh, some of the things that that we were hoping and wanting to do. And I, I think as any small school uh, coach will tell you in the state, when you've got you know a fair number of kids playing both ways, it's uh, it's tough to make adjustments on the fly. Uh, you know, we needed we needed halftime. I even said at one point to our our, our staff, can halftime get here fast enough? Because we we knew what we needed to fix. We just we needed to sit down with the kids for five minutes and draw it on the board and get it fixed. But we just can't get everybody together till halftime. But um, thankfully, our defense uh, did what they do, and um, Seth caught us in a, in a nice. They, they ran a nice little inside counter play, just had us in the perfect blitz call, and he took off 58 yards, he could scoot. Um, you know, our kids couldn't run him down, and uh, but that was really our only our only flaw on defense, and our, our defense kept us in it in the first half when we weren't clicking offensively. Uh, we got a big, big block punt at the end of the first half from our uh, senior D tackle, Kelby Peterson, um, set us up for a score right before halftime to give us that lead. And I think I think the kids just kind of relaxed at that point, and We were pretty much in control from there.
0: Coach, talk about that touchdown. Ward hit Cannon Seedschlag for a score. I don't think we talked about uh, Cannon very much. Can you tell you tell us what he brings to the table?
4: Yeah, Cannon Cannon does a great job. Um, you know, he and Cole are, are both weapons, and if they're gonna focus on on either one of them, the other one's gonna pop open. I mean, a team really has to have two outstanding corners to slow down our passing game. Cannon's a nice call target. He really made a great adjustment on the ball uh in the middle of the flight on that. He just ran a little post route. Um and it was a, a little bit high and behind him, but he he did a nice job contorting his body back and, and just got his mitts on and made a great catch. It was a it was a huge play in that football game.
0: The name like Cannon, shouldn't he have been a quarterback coach?
4: probably but uh their their group was so small all the way through youth football he actually was a tackle we were joking around uh we were practicing on wednesday night because we're we're a little thin on guys and so i'm like can't just stand at tackle right now and he said this is just like the youth days right here get to put my hand on the ground so uh he was pretty happy when he got to high school and could move out to receiver which is probably where he belongs Coach, big turning point, Kick opening
0: kickoff for the second half. You were able to recover. I don't know if it was, was it a call-downside kick, or was it one of those things where uh, it just ended up being in your possession?
4: It just ended up in our possession. We tried to do a little squib kick, and we just got enough English on the ball that it just checked up in between their guys. It was right in front of our bench, and um, one of our new new guys that came out this year, Josh Eggers, um, lightning fast, just scooted down there and saw an opportunity and pounced on it. It was, it was really uh, a fortunate play, and uh, then right away we were able to uh, turn in some of those things that we talked about that we were working on at halftime, and I think five plays later we punched it in with those adjustments we had made.
0: Yeah, Ramon Campos is uh, you know a sophomore coach, but he's an, a nice big running back for you.
4: Yeah, he's he's come a long way. He played a little bit timid that first game. Um, obviously, uh, our, our freshman fullback Matthew Model, who had really had a great start to the year, has been out with injury. Um, Ramon and and uh, Eric Ayala have both come in there. Uh, done a nice job at fullback um, for us and at linebacker. They've they've continued to grow every single week. Um, and just get better, and they're really starting to play downhill, and it's made a huge difference both on our defensive and offensive side. Coach, I was watching some of the video stream because it was too soft to get out there and
0: uh, stand in the cold weather and watch, but uh, watching uh, Joe and Paul talk a little bit, something I didn't notice they pointed out is is how small sidelines look this year with teams doing their best to kind of cohort you know, JVs and you're not bringing you know, the full batch of kids to games and such. Is that is that, this, is that just something that the, you guys have been doing all season long?
4: Yeah, and I, it was kind of funny before the game, one of my assistants said, Boy, they don't have many guys. I'm like, we don't have many guys. They're like, oh yeah, I guess so. Um, so yeah, I think I think teams are really trying to be careful and um, they're taking the precautions they need to in order to try and keep this thing going. I I saw Travis had tweeted out last night that uh, I think there's only twenty uh, some games in the state that didn't get played um, this week, which was the smallest number um, that there's been since week one. So I'm I'm hopeful this thing is going in a better direction and that teams get continue to get the chance to play. But um, certainly teams are are going with smaller cohorts and unfortunately too i think a piece of it is that not as many kids are playing football and that's that's kind of sad um but you know with all the concussion talk that there's been the past few years i mean we definitely have kids that have shied away or their parents have shied away um from them playing football because because of the concussion talk so i think in general numbers are down but then you throw in the, uh the virus and i think it, it looks even smaller so how many kids do you travel with uh, this season Ah uh, twenty twenty one somewhere in there we usually have in uniform, not even. we couldn't even go eleven on eleven if we had to. we we struggled most times in practice. Usually, the coaches have to jump in there and um, you know stand in a couple spots just so we can do some eleven on eleven when we go up to Fall River on Wednesdays. Well, coach uh, Marshall heads to uh, Houston Ford to take
0: on Houstoncon, who picked up their first victory last night. Have you looked at all at Houstoncon and uh, they've only had, I guess two games in their books.
4: Yeah, I took a little peek at them uh, here late uh, on Friday. Uh, before we left on the bus, I, I took a quick peek, and they played Luther Prep was a pretty good football team, and um, you know they didn't have any scrimmages in or any games in yet, and um, they they looked like it was you know probably their first time going against somebody in a funny colored helmet. Um, I'm sure there's things that Shannon would have liked to have done over in that game, um, but I know he's a really good coach. Um, we haven't faced them much uh, over the years, but we have crossed paths with them in uh, seven on seven. Um, I know he's an outstanding coach and they always uh have kids and they run their system well. Um I saw they, they put a pretty good thumping on Dodson last night, so um we'll take a good look at that film too and I'm I'm sure he'll have that thing going in the right direction, um, despite, you know, maybe what that first game looked like. And again it was just them probably getting the jitters out um and playing a pretty good football team. So we'll see what they bring to the table. Um we're excited for it. It's uh it should be a really good matchup, a, a good test for our kids. Well, the Marshall
0: Cardinals are 5-0 in the season after a 21-6 win at Partyville. Coach Matt Kleinheinz, thanks. Thanks, Wade. Let's head to Watertown High School right now and bring in head coach Benji Camrath. His team made the long bus trip up to Reedsburg and uh, came home uh, with a 24-9 defeat. Coach, watching that game a little bit on the video stream last night, well, your defense was uh, put in a few tough situations, and early on uh, they really kept you in the football game.
5: Yeah, I was really proud of the way they played last night. Uh, Raysburg runs triple option. you got to be responsible in all, you know, dives, pitch, and, and quarterback. And our kids played hard. We were able to cause a number of turnovers. Uh, I think we actually had three fumble recoveries inside of our 10-yard line. And uh, and also forced a couple uh, fourth downs uh, to go the other way on turnovers. And uh, you got the ball back in our offense's hands.
0: Coach, uh, did you see the triple option much? Uh, uh have you seen it much this season, or do you see it in general?
5: Well, the other time we saw it, uh, was last year against Holman. Uh you know, it was a very similar offense. I thought Holman was probably a little bit more advanced as far as their skill level guys. Uh, but Brisburg was really good at what they did. And um, you know, it's I thought we did a really good job of tackling dive all night. Um we, we forced them into a lot of option plays, hit the quarterback hard. They got it to the quarterback took the hit and was able to get the pitch off, and we were chasing to the sideline. But they were getting four or five yards of crack on that. You know, you got to kind of pick your poison, of what you're going to stop first, and then it got us in a couple play actions. Um, but despite that and uh, being, you know, we couldn't really get our offense rolling, um, we still found ourselves you know, down early, only one score and then uh had a big field goal again by Brandon Fisher uh to put us put us at fifteen uh three and still felt like we were uh you know, right there um and got a score in the second half and was despite all the crazy things that went wrong, uh we had both quarterbacks get injuries, yeah to their hands so we had a tough time filling the ball all night and uh we were still fifteen nine with the ball in the fourth quarter. So I was really proud of the way our kids battled through some adversity last night
0: we talked about fisher a little bit earlier in the season coach but he was he made the cut and is now a semifinalist for the kevin Stempke award for the uh top kicker in in high school football in the state of wisconsin so it's kind of nice to see watertown and in, in his name on that list
5: yeah absolutely I, i'm really proud of what brandon's been able to continue to do and and uh if you've seen this kid uh in off season you would you would know that uh there's a reason why he's been so successful he puts so much time into it on his own um and he's right now still perfect extra points uh we decided we couldn't kick the extra point last night because we didn't have a holder uh but we kicked that field goal he's perfect that field goal so and he punts the ball really well yeah i'm absolutely proud of what he's been able to do and, and he should feel honored to be in that list
0: coach you have baraboo coming up next week back at home just your thoughts
5: baraboo is big they're physical they got some really Outstanding players. Uh, my thoughts are find a way to get as healthy as possible in the next four or five days, and uh, we'll prepare like we do every other game. And uh, we'll see what we can do against them. Like you know, every, you know, we're always starting out zero and zero, and and uh, they're going to have a better record than us, and probably the heavy shaver covering this game. But I think we're going to find a way to compete, and, and uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Watertown drops a twenty four nine decision up at Reedsburg on Friday night. Coach Benji Kramer. thanks for the time.
5: Yeah, thank you. The horicon
0: Houston, Ford High School football team picked up a 35-7 win over Dodgeland on Friday night, their first victory of the season. Let's bring in head coach Shannon Miller. Coach, are you happy with what you saw from your squad on Friday?
6: Absolutely. It was, it was a really good night. Our team really played together as we were hoping to. It was a great week of practice. Uh, we had mostly everybody back, so it was nice to see our team gel Friday night.
0: So, obviously, kind of the disappointment when you had to cancel that game late last Friday just to make sure everybody was safe, but uh, kids were able to get back onto the practice field Monday and, and just focus on what, what, what's ahead of them, and wasn't, wasn't the, they didn't focus on you know, what, what they lost?
6: Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was great focus last week. We were, we were super ecstatic. Tuesday night was a great night. Wednesday night was even better, and Thursday night we actually didn't practice. We did a virtual practice between the both schools, and we just made it short and sweet with the weather being kind of nasty and, you know, not the greatest time of year to be out there with the rainy conditions. So we're like, we'll do a virtual thing and just let the kids enjoy their night.
0: Jumped out to a 28 nothing lead and then cruised to this 35-7 to win. How the game shake out, Coach? Uh, who had big games for you?
6: Uh, it, was a, it was a really big game. I mean, Dan Januszewski was, you know, as one of the other guys on our staff, last night pointed out this was actually Dan's first real live Friday night game you know, since he's been a sophomore playing a feast and they have Dan back, Dan threw the ball well, hit four passing touchdowns one to Blake Leblinsky one to Dylan Keel one to Austin Vincent and later on another big one to Dylan Keel uh, before half so it was it was awesome to see.
0: Coach your defense gave up just one late score you have to be happy as a whole with the effort you got from them to start to finish today.
6: Absolutely. Our first group or starting group as you want to call it they uh, held them to a shutout. Um, Doesn't did get a score on our young guys. We had a completely JV team in when they scored on us but the older guys did a great job. I mean they I don't know how many yards it was total, right off the back of my head to like, look through all the stats here today but um, first string defense did a great job tonight. We were pleased. We had almost everybody back. We were missing one big contributor in Gavin Stark tonight which is He's been having a great season so far for us. But the guy stepped up and really played well in his absence tonight.
0: Coach, you got an unbeaten Marshall squad coming to Houston for it next week. Your you guys going to be up for that one?
6: Absolutely. You know, I am still super ecstatic that, you know, we get to play again, hopefully. And uh, credit to Marshall for coming to win these games. So it'll be exciting to get some action with them. They're playing good ball. They're undefeated. And, you know, that's always something to strive for that. Hopefully we can knock
0: them off. Well, Houston Con picks up the 35-7 win over Dodgeland, a game that was played at Horicon. Head coach Shannon Miller, thank you for the time.
6: Thanks
0: again, Wade. Let's head to Cambria-Friesland High School right now and bring in head coach Jim Bilesma, whose team picked up a 34-14 win down in Delafield against St. John's Northwestern Academy. His coach had to have been weird playing a 3 o'clock game on a Friday yesterday.
7: Yeah, you know, travel times are different. The kids... Uh... You know, bodies aren't quite used to sinking at that time, but uh, the kids really stepped it up, did a very nice job. Um, they came uh, came out of the box running strong, um, and we were able to get up 26 zip at halftime. Coach, uh, cold, wet rain. Would you rather have snow than, than a cold, wet rain in the 30s uh, during a high school football game? Either, either one would be miserable, um, and... uh Our reserves were, I would turn around and look at them and feel sorry for them standing there in that misty rain with it being in the 30s. But uh, for the most part, we did have two fumbles and we weren't happy with that. But for the most part, as as, uh, slippery as the conditions were, uh, the kids played relatively well. Uh, Coach, he had a fake punt. I think they went for a 50-yard touchdown. I think I talked to you a couple of weeks if you had something like that in the playbook, and I think we've seen it a couple of times. Right. Well, uh, we have some really heads-up kids playing this year, and and during the tape session, uh, one of our kids noticed that uh, the kid that was assigned to jam our gunners uh, would uh, was a tad bit slow in his reaction to the gunner's release and that uh, when the gunner did get even with him, his footwork was a little off. And so, uh, you know, again, uh, we're blessed with kids who understand football. And so uh, we said, well, let's give it a shot and see if you can go right by him. And yeah, um, in this case, it was Cade Romania. He zipped right by him and he's probably 12 yards past him um, when he caught the ball. And then it was just, race to the end zone. Do your kids watch much film work on their own, or is it always in a group? Uh, both. Um, most high school programs now have a program called Huddle, which mm-hmm. is a subscription program. And actually the coaches can monitor who's watching and who isn't. Um, and so we do have kids that watch quite a bit. And then because of the uniqueness of the school day this year, where, um, There's uh, video instruction time at the end of the regular class day. If a kid's caught up on his schoolwork, he has like a 45-minute block uh, between the end of the school day and the start of practice time, and quite a few of those kids come down to the football building at Cambria, and we turn on the projector and go over things. Coach, that's what I was getting at. You know, a lot of times kids, if they're not
0: if they're in video learning, they'd rather play Fortnite when they're done. But your kids are are taking the effort on their own to uh to get better and, and
7: and help the toppers get victories. Right, yep. And uh we've noticed too that uh as this has happened, their football IQ has gone up. So we have kids suggesting plays, and uh you know, last night there were several times that both Kobe Smith and Cade Romania came to the sideline and said they're Showing us this, or they're rotating like this. Let's run this, and uh, very, very astute for young high school men to do that. Well, coach, you got a Lord's Academy coming to town next week. Yep, yep, and so we realize that it is a big week coming up. Um, uh, the joke last night was though that we're half a game ahead of them in the conference because they're zip and zip in the conference and we're one and one, so uh, um, but. Uh, they're loaded for bear, and uh, you know if you're looking for mixed blessings, um, they're the only high school program running in Oshkosh right now, and so they've managed to pick up a few kids, and so they are probably as talented as any Division Seven team in the state. Well, Coach, congratulations on the
0: 34-14 win out down at St. John's Academy, and good luck against the Lords Academy next week.
7: Thank you. We appreciate your coverage, Wade.
0: There's a huge game in the Trailways Conference on Saturday at 1 o'clock as Lord's Academy and Randolph will battle it out up at St. Mary Catholic. And we're going to bring in Rockets head coach Tom Chase. Coach, your kids getting excited for this big game this weekend?
8: I think we are. Um, you know, it's going to be a big test. Lords is an outstanding football team, and they have been for several years. So we're going to have to play our best football to hang around, and hopefully we can and see what happens in the end.
0: Do you like the week of practice that you had getting ready for this one?
8: Yeah, yeah, I do, actually. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, yesterday was a little bit rainy and wet, but uh, we've had a good week of preparation, and we've had an extra day today, obviously, on Friday, so it gives us a little more time to get ready. And we need it because they're very good.
0: Do you find though I mean obviously you, you want to practice the same for every opponent every single week but do you find when you hat when you know you have a big game on the schedule is there a little bit more juice on the practice field
8: <laughs> yeah, there probably is. I um, mean, you know, I noticed it this week, and also last week. I you know, Cambridge was a very good team too. That we practiced a little more sharper last week. This week, I think it was a little more sharper, a little bit more to the point, I guess. So, you know, we're we're ready to go, and hopefully, we don't have any surprises with COVID and that type of thing that we can we can play yet. So,
0: Coach, looking at at this game, looking at the numbers, it's kind of a, a tale of two different styles of offense, if you will. Your team is piling up the rushing yards, and looking at Lord's Academy. Uh, you know, Josh Bauer's got nearly 1,000 yards passing here through four games.
8: Yeah, you know, their quarterback is very good. Um, you know, he's probably one of the best in the state, to be honest with you. He does a great job of, of doing things, picking you apart, basically, when he has the opportunity. They have a couple really good receivers um, that he can make some good connections with there. So they do a really good job of throwing the football. They can run it very effectively, too, as well. So we've got our hands full.
0: Are you happy with what you've seen from your secondary so far this year? Are they going be, to be tested here on Saturday?
8: Yeah, I have been actually. to Be honest with you, we've been able to do a few things in the back end, which has been nice. Uh, been able to run, shut the run, on pretty good. So this will be a big test, as you said, for them. We got a few things that we've dialed up this week, so hopefully we've had enough practice to make them work and become somewhat effective for us, and uh, we'll go from there.
0: Kind of interesting though, you mentioned, you know, they're, they're going to be awarding a Trailways Conference Championship, from what I understand. And we're here, Week Five, Coach. And I don't think Lords Academy's played a conference game yet. <laughs>
8: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they have, um, as a matter of fact. So all the teams that were supposed to play them either had COVID issues or they were banged up or whatever, apparently. So, yeah, so I guess if they're going to do a conference championship, I guess this would probably be it.
0: Is it one of those things, Coach, because you've seen, I think, I was looking at Franklin had a different opponent on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday for this weekend. As as a football coach, is it one of those things where you don't want to check your email or check your voicemails because you don't know what's going to be out there?
8: Yeah, yeah, you do, you know, and because, because uh, you know, yesterday as an example, we had one of our starters that was not in practice due to uh, what is possibly a close contact, so we don't know if we're going to have that two-way starter at all. We're already, we're already down one, so, you know, we're just hoping that we can have a team to play on Saturday and hopefully we have a competitive one.
0: Coach, uh, what are some keys to victory if the Rockets want to stay perfect on the season?
8: Keys for victory, number one. We have to be able to run the football at least halfway decently. They have a very good defense, but we have put a few things in here to hopefully maybe get a few creases to get into. We've got to be able to run the football to keep them off of the field. They're very good offensively, so the longer we keep the ball in their hands and then score... Uh, the better it is for us. Um, and so th- th- and that's going to be a big key. Defensively, we have to limit them because they're going to get some yards, they're going to get some big plays. They really, really love to stretch the field, and they want to get big plays in a hurry. So we have to be able to limit those as much as possible. And then we've got to play good, solid uh, special teams. So it comes down to just basics. You know, we've got we to block, we've got to tackle, play good specials, and hopefully we can run the football with some success.
0: Well, it's Randolph and Lords Academy, Coach. This game's a 1 o'clock kickoff, correct? Because I know the time has changed on some schedule schedules.
8: Yeah, it is one o'clock. Yeah, we will be rolling there about noon uh, tomorrow and hopefully we'll have some good weather and have a good game.
0: Coach Tom Chase, good luck to the Rockets in your game on Saturday.
8: Thank you. Thanks for all the coverage. We appreciate it.
0: The Fall River Ryo football program hosts Brookfield Academy today at 4 o'clock down in Fall River. That's a game you can actually watch in the DailyDodge.com video stream and also listen to on 1430 WBEV. So you bring in head coach Cody Schultz. Coach, was it good to get back on the practice field this week after having to uh, sit out for a couple of weeks?
9: Absolutely. Very excited to get back out there. The kids uh, had a good week of practice. They are excited to get back out there. You know, uh, kind of had a change up. Uh, Having to play Brookfield Academy because uh, obviously there was stuff going on in Johnson Creek, and uh, you know it's it's uh, a short week of preparation for them with uh, finding out what was that I think Tuesday that we found out that. Uh, we had to get a new opponent, so it's a little bit crazy. But uh, you know, with us playing on Saturday, at least we had that one extra day to get ready. But we're just excited to be back out here. Every opportunity you can have for kids is what's all about, Coach. You mentioned you had a good week of practice. Uh, it's one of those things
0: after kids, maybe being away from football. Uh, were they in kind of still in football shape on Monday, or what was that first practice like when you got back out? Uh, back got back to work
9: you know first practice of the month made me concerned because uh you know we we were out for a while uh you know we had to get back in the mode of hey we're going to practice we're we're going to do things this way uh you know they were just out of football shape uh they weren't used to it uh on top of that uh you had some guys that they didn't do much over it. Now, a lot of them did, but you'd have a couple guys who were like, oh, man, i got to get used to running. So, you know, we did a lot more running. We did a lot of stuff to try to get back in shape, but it's not going to have to stab a finger. But good thing it was only two weeks because they're also not going to lose it that quick. I think it was more of a mind over matter kind of thing. Coach, and let's walk us through Tuesday
0: and into Wednesday when you found out that Johnson Crick wasn't going to be able to play this weekend and you're looking at an open 80. date. You know, this has happened with a lot of teams. Uh, you're obviously 80 as well. Just uh, what was the process like? Did you have a lot of different Options and how'd you end up with Brookfield Academy?
9: As soon as I found out, uh, we have one of our players on our team that somehow knew about Johnson Creek even before uh, I did. And then, you know, I was talking to their head coach. He was great telling me everything that was going on. So I was able to look for another opponent. And we started to go immediately, my staff and I, while the kids were warming up, we were okay, who's got to buy this week? And we started going to Wiz Sports. And then we were looking, uh, you know, who could play? Uh, Let's call this school, let's call that school, let's call this school. So, uh, you know, and then uh, we called one school. They referred us to another school. That school picked up a game, but then they heard another school. And then by the time I got home, uh, I sent an uh, email to the conference commissioner and I said, hey, can you send some out, saying that we're looking for somebody? And, uh, you know, he sent some out. But as soon as he sent some out, it's funny, Brookfield Academy, their AD, who's also their head coach, he sent some out, to, I think, to everybody in the state was kind of Wisconsin, saying they're looking for a game. And, you know, him and I had a nice conversation and just decided, you know, uh, we don't know how it's going to go for either school because uh, we've never seen each other. And, uh, you know, they are a bigger enrollment than us, but it's going to be a good opportunity for our kids to just get out and play the sport they love so we're able to work out a deal. You know, they are coming to us, but they really wanted to wear their home jersey because they aren't warm yet, so that was a compromise. We'll wear white, they'll wear dark, but they're going to come to see us here. And it looks
0: like the the the, uh, this, the Blue Knights, I guess, coming to town. Pretty good football team, Coach. What have you learned about them since you found out that, uh, that they're going to be this week's opponent?
9: Uh, yeah, they they are a good football program. They've been a good football program for a long time. You know, uh, they have uh, they have speed. Uh, this I really think is your old classic matchup of speed versus power. You know, they have a couple guys that are 200 pounds, but only one guy over 200 pounds. Uh, you know, we have more guys over 200 pounds, uh, quite a few. But again, we're not as fast as they are. So it's going to come down to disciplined football. Who can execute their game plan? and be disciplined enough to do it the whole time. At the same point in time, be disciplined when things go bad to get back on the horse, when things go their way, to stay level-headed so they can continue through the game.
0: Coach Cody Schultz, good luck this afternoon against Brookfield Academy. Thank you very much. Let's head to Columbus High School right now and talk a little football with Columbus Head Football Coach Calvin Zenz, whose squad's uh, football season got moved to the spring because of local health protocols. And you know, we wanted to catch up with some of these guys who are normally grinding twenty-four-seven this time of the year. Coach Zenz, what's your fall been like?
10: It's definitely been interesting. It's actually with teaching; it's it's definitely been a full load. So, um, with all the virtual stuff, but uh, it's it's been fairly hectic. We've uh, been trying to get some contact days organized. Um, we we even did our fundraiser and stuff like that this fall, so we're ready to go. So, it's it's been plenty busy. Um, obviously, not as uh, busy and working on the things that we'd like to uh, coach in football, but uh, it's been it's been good.
0: So, the the kids have been able to get a little bit of football action. How much contact have you been able to have, and what have you been able to do here this fall?
10: We'll get six days of practice in here. Uh, possibly even eight depending on uh, how long and cold weather holds off uh, before they uh, head into basketball season. so um, looking forward to that, uh, I know the guys are are really excited um they've been uh, um, they've been working hard um they've um, they spent a lot of time uh, in the gym uh, running um, it's an it's an impressive group i'm I'm very impressed at the work that they've basically done on their own so uh, really looking forward to seeing uh, how it translates to the field here shortly.
0: You know, it says a lot about uh, about your squad. You know, I talked to Brock Lindy at Beaverdam High School. You know, where you know some kids could have just said, "Oh, you know," but you know, you know, just mailed it in when their season got canceled. But they worked hard, and the fact that your kids said, "Hey, we're going to get better and do the best we can with the spring schedule," has to say a lot about you know what the kids think about football and and just the pride they have in themselves.
10: Yeah, it's a lot of it. It's the the culture and. Uh, in the leadership that we've been building um, and this group of seniors have done a really nice job leading and you know meeting our expectations. Uh, so I mean basically since quarantine got put in place in March, um, these guys have been working whether you know they body weight stuff in their in their basements and then once they got out, um, going to local gyms, um, you know, we got guys who, you know, their parents have like weight rooms in the basement. You know, working together, um, it's like I said, it's been impressive to see uh, just the leadership, um, understanding what we expect. Again, if, if you're going to play here, uh, you're going to work hard. It's the expectation, um, and these guys are just all in on it. So it's it's really exciting to see um, their enthusiasm uh, for for the game.
0: What have Friday nights been for you this fall so far?
10: Depressing. Um, (laughs) No, uh, I've watched a few games um, like on YouTube. You know, a lot of teams are streaming. So just watching that way because you can't get into a lot of the games. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Just, you know, just something to kind of take your mind off of it. So, but not a whole lot.
0: Now, when you come to the spring schedule, you are telling me that you have uh, your schedule is pretty much done for the spring. Do you, do you like what you've been able to put together?
10: Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, so, we, us and Lodi got invited to join the Rock Valley Conference in the spring. Um, so, there's actually, I think there's 12 of us. And then we split it into two different divisions. So, there's an, uh, a large group and a small group. So, we're in a small group. There's six teams. It'd be us, Lodi, Boyd-Turner, Bigfoot, uh, all teams that are normally uh, in our uh, football conference, and then Edgerton and Clinton. So we'll be playing a a five-game conference schedule. Um, uh, I don't know. We're going to vote on it to see if we're going to play for a conference championship. I know that's the way it sounds like, so there's an opportunity for that. Um, We'll have all-conference awards and things like that. So it really gives the kids, you know, Something to uh, to strive for, some goals. So that's nice. We're in this in this fall here, It'd just be a bunch of non-conference games. We have you know some legitimate goals laid out in front of us now.
0: Coach, it's gonna be weird though, when you get close to March eighth, having to have the winter gear out to start the season as opposed to maybe having it ready for the end.
10: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I coach track, so March eighth is supposed to be the first day of track, and usually the first day of track we stay inside. So it is going to be weird. Um, I've had uh, a few people reach out uh, about, you know, helping shovel and plow off the, the practice fields and stuff like that. So um, we'll we'll definitely make it work. But, yeah, it'll be it'll be a little interesting.
0: Yeah, that's going to be one of the things that teams that don't play on turf are going to have to deal with, you know, because you never know at Ma yeah. Nature. Some years by March 8th, you know, we have no snow and footing is pretty good. Some years the frost is still 12 inches into the ground. So you won't quite know yeah. until you get closer, right?
10: Yeah, exactly. So. A lot of unknowns
0: there. Well, Coach, Kelvin Zenz, again, Columbus High School football. We don't want to forget about uh, uh, your squad who has moved to the spring. And, uh, again, I appreciate the time, and hopefully we can touch base sometime during the winter.
10: All right. Yep.
9: So I have a question for all you guys out there. Why is it that I see you hauling all kinds of stuff in your trucks? Lumber, ATVs, furniture, and everything is strapped down tight, except you. I mean, come on, fellas. You're just as important as your buddy's blue plaid sofa. Buckle up!
0: That's going to do it for this edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Reports High School Football Rewind Show. My name is Wade Bates and once again we thank all the coaches for coming on today, giving up some time to talk about their programs in this very busy time of the year for them. I'll be heading out to Fall River today, this afternoon. Fall River Rile takes on Brookfield Academy at 4 o'clock. You can watch that game on the DailyDodge.com video stream. Just head to DailyDodge.com, click on video. You'll be able to find the video on that one or listen on 1430 WBEV. We have programs every single Saturday and Wednesday during the high school sports season. Best way never to miss an episode is subscribe at your favorite podcasting site. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. You can also like us on Facebook and follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. Until Wednesday, my name is Wade Bates. Thank you so much for listening to the High School Football Rewind Show as part of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report.